What's up, everybody? Y'all already know what time it is. It's Be Dangerous back in here with another edition of Dangerous Sports Talk. It's a lot of shit to cover again in this episode because obviously I want to broaden my horizons, give y'all more footage instead of just what I know off the top of my head because I have to write shit down now because I'm like, so much shit happens on a daily basis in sports that I have to write shit down so I don't forget it. And I was going to do an episode yesterday because I'm like, I do want to do an episode at the end of the month, but I'm like, eh, you know what, I'm not even going to push it. So with this being the first of the month, something big happened in the NBA today. The Cleveland Cavaliers have now acquired Donovan Mitchell for Laurie, my former Bulls player, Colin Sexton, who I thought was their future, and two future second round picks, I believe. Hold on, let me see if I can do it. Ugh. Let's see. Is it two? Okay. Is for Colin Sexton, Laurie Mar- Markin, uh, Och, Ochai, Abigail. Three first-round picks and two pick swaps. Now, being from Ohio, as, as, as I am, you have to realize that the Cavs have not had a centerpiece, well, a real centerpiece, since Lahem. Now, as I already know that Cavaliers fans and Cleveland sports fans will do, they will her- herald Donovan Mitchell as the new savior. Because I would never let anyone forget how they acted over Lahem for so many fucking years. The ups, the downs, and everywhere in between. So, while I expect Donovan Mitchell to ball out, Dan Gilbert, I don't expect things to really go that far. Because Utah, they still got a pretty good end of, end of the stick to us. Not like Laurie and Colin Sexton are any scrubs by any means whatsoever. So both sides got some pretty good deals out of it. And if the Cavs even make it to the playoffs, because they're going to need pieces around Donovan Mitchell to actually make the shit happen. I see them making it maybe first round, maybe second round in the playoffs if they make it that far. But yeah, that was a big move. And that's why I'm glad that I waited a couple of days to do an episode because shit always happens. Then I'm like, oh shit, I got to cover this in the next episode. So At least I got it hot off the presses because I waited. So a big pat on the back to myself for that. Now we're going to the fight world. Where there is supposedly a Jake Paul versus Anderson Silva fight in the works. Now I got really excited. Because I could have sworn this was going to be a UFC fight. Anderson Silva, ever since that loss to, wait, 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 to Chris Weidman... His invincibility factor has pretty much dwindled down to nothing. Granted, you can't always win all the time. You can't always stay on top forever. But this is a boxing match. And I'm like, this is all Jake Paul needs. Another fucking quote-unquote knockout to boost his ego even fucking more. Because Jake Paul irritates the shit out of me. And he's another one that's from fucking Cleveland, the west side. And when I see how he acts, I'm like, go figure. And if this fight ends up happening, I pray with all my might that Anderson Silva comes with it. Because he's obviously a very skilled martial artist. 
Like, his fighting style is what people thought that John Jones would be right now if he would have just stayed off them fucking drugs. Unpredictable, unorthodox, and deadly. So if you got hands, because I've seen you knock people out with fists, with knees, with fucking um, front kicks. Obviously, that can't happen in boxing. But I hope he tightens this shit up. Because people watch Jake Paul fights to see him lose. And or win, if you are a Jake Paul fan. But this is going to be interesting to see how this works out. Because I'm not sure if this is actually going to go through or not. Both parties have to agree on, of course, the business side, the venue, how much each fighter is going to be paid. Like, all that stuff. Like, I don't know what the status is exactly of, of everything at the moment. But I hope this does work out just so I can see the end result of the fight itself. Also, this is the last week, I'm sorry, the last week of NFL preseason just wrapped up. And I'm going to give you guys the scores in a minute. And I'm also excited about my fantasy team. That's one thing that I've been itching to get into. Because last year, my fantasy football was a little bit mediocre to say the very least. And I hope things are going to be a little bit better for me this season. Granted, if I want to make some moves, I can definitely do that. But, hey, I'm going to probably feel things out for like maybe a week or two and see how things are. But anyway, to the NFL last, last, season, last week of preseason. We have the Kansas City Chiefs beating the Packers 10-17. to Houston Texans shut out the 49ers. I think I covered those already. Ah. Okay, so we have another shutout. The Carolina Panthers shut out the Buffalo Bills 21 to nothing. New Orleans Saints beat the LA Chargers 27 to 10. Dallas Cowboys beat the Seattle Seahawks at a close one 27 to 26. The Las Vegas Raiders slapped the hell out of the Patriots 23 to 6. The Cincinnati Bengals beat the Rams 20, 20 16 to 7. The Chicago Bears just barely beat the Cleveland Browns 21 to 20. The Tennessee Titans beat the Arizona Cardinals 26-23. The Baltimore Ravens beat the Washington Commanders 17-15. Broncos beat the Vikings 23-13. Atlanta Falcons actually won against the Jacksonville Jaguars 28-12. Damn. The Miami Dolphins. Yeah, I think I covered all of these, so I'm like, just to be sure, I wanted to make sure I got some of these games out the way. But week one is going to start on September 8th, coincidentally my cousin's birthday. And everyone's going to be all types of hyped because it's going to be the LA Rams versus the Buffalo Bills. Now this... Usually, like, they do Thursday night football games as, like, a, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, possibly this could be a Super Bowl preview if the Buffalo Bills make it that far. Because, remember, the Buffalo Bills are a franchise that is still hung up on the four Super Bowls that they did not win in the 90s. So they're going to want to redeem themselves this year. Especially when they've bulked up on defense, they got the offense, and they're looking to, for Josh to for ah damn, they're looking for Mr. Josh Allen to be 
that savior to lead them to the promised land and finally get a Super Bowl ring. But as we all know, the NFL is very predictable and you don't know what the hell is going to happen. So it's best to just sit back and watch and not dub anybody as anything until things start to really get off the ground. So we'll just have to wait and see what happens there in that aspect. Ugh, hold on. Ah, the WNBA playoffs continue. And we have both series are tied. The Chicago Sky and Connecticut Sun Series and the Las Vegas Aces and the Seattle Storm. Both series are tied one-to-one right now. And the next game is going to be played on September 4th. But the last game, the, the, ah, the Sky won 58 to 77. The Aces won 87 to 7, 87, 78 to 73. Things are starting to get tight now. Things are starting to get tight. Plus, the WNBA Player Awards have come in. And let's see. Oh, it's a lot of shit I gotta look at. Miss Asia Wilson is the Defensive Player of the Year. And she obviously deserves that. Like, she's one of my favorite players in the league right now. And I swear, I wish that things were taken more seriously like they were back in the 90s when Swoops and them were playing. But, listen. I can talk all types of shit about how women's sporty is the men. And they should. But we know that the sports world is a very sexist world. So, and they, it's funny how some men don't think that women will really watch sports unless it's women's sports, but then when they ask, they won't have anything to say. However, I am not her. I'm sorry, but I am not her whatsoever. And I definitely will watch women's sports. And for the sake of my show and to keep myself into it, absolutely, I will cover it. And hold on, I'm trying to pull pull it up right now. Because I, who won the Six Men of the Year award? That came in. Okay, we got... Uh, bear with me here, I'm on Twitter, I'm trying to scroll through so I can get all this information out. And this young lady came off the bench... And Miss Brianna Jones of the Connecticut Sun is the sixth man player of the year. And pretty much her presence helped the Sun to get the number three seed in this year's playoffs. And that most definitely should be commended. Let's see. And I don't even know who's going to be the MVP. Granted, in a perfect world, it would be Miss Parker. But we'll just have to wait and see because, like, at this point, like, who would really, who else would really be the MVP of the WNBA right now? Because Candace Parker is not fucking around whatsoever this year. Because this girl here, she became, well, actually, she, she surpassed Rebecca Brunson for second on the NBA playoffs all-time rebounding list. Miss Tamika Catchings, who was also one of my favorite players, is at the top of that list. 
at 598. Miss Parker is at 565. So hey, who says that she can't get it? With the way she's been balling this year, she just might get that. Probably next year or, or next year the years up or in the years upcoming, but hey, I'm not even going to I'm not even going to dog her for that. Also, she had a historic game the other night. She was the first WNBA player to have 15 points, 15 rebounds, and 5 assists, and 5 blocks in a playoff game. Because she came through with 19 points, 18 rebounds, 5 assists, and 6 blocks. That's how you know that she is not trying to go down without a fight. Especially with the Chicago Sky being the WNBA defending champions. You gotta come out of the gate swinging at all costs. Because you do not want... Anyone else taking your spot or taking your crown, especially when you feel like that you still have some shit left in the tank. So, hey, keep doing what you're doing, Miss Parker. And WNBA playoffs will keep raging on until somebody wins the championship. Uh, let's see. Oh, and I also seen that Mr. John Wall was contemplating suicide because he's had a difficult couple of seasons with... More fit with his family members passing away and stuff. Plus, I think he was kind of injured this season, too. Don't quote me on that. But mental health has to be taken seriously, especially in the sports world. Because we look at these athletes like warriors and impervious to pain, how nothing should ever hurt them. But we have what we have to remember is these men and these women that play their professions in sports. They're human just like us. They go through shit just like we do. And some things can really fuck with you. So I definitely pray for John Wall's mental health. His safety and his sanity. I really do. And WWE's change in direction. As I've covered in the last couple of episodes, well... Well, last few episodes, they went back to to TV 14 and they feel like the AEW honeymoon is over after Vince retired and everything and Hunter and Stephanie took over the reins. Things have been a lot better and easier to stomach in WWE. Now they ah, damn. Now they have the momentum back and people have been wanting this change to WWE for years because Vince Vince's stagnant excuse for wrestling wasn't doing it for anybody. So to see them get back on their game like they should have been doing is definitely nice to see. Now we just have to wait for certain people to come back. Like Randy, I don't really see Cena being the quote-unquote champion again because they're over that period. And Triple H knows what it takes. To get WWE back to prominence. And you're, you're definitely doing what you need to be doing. Because you've done it for NXT. So we know Hunter is capable of doing this. So it's just about being consistent on the main shows. Creating new stars. Paying your stars. And not using hush money to pay hoes. Keep the roster that you have. Because you got rid of enough talent. And the last shit. The last three years alone. So keep staying on the right track, WWE. 
And the only reason I pay attention to AEW, because I really don't watch AEW like I should, so I really don't know too many wrestlers for real, unless it's Jade Cargill. If you don't know who Jade Cargill is, look her up. I guarantee you'll watch AEW after that. And also, I wanted to do something that I haven't really done on this on my show before. Mr. Aaron Judge hit his 51st home run yesterday. And the past two seasons, he has finished with 50 home runs. And Aaron Judge, like, he's a centerpiece for the Yankees, of course. And we all know that the New York Yankees are the prominent baseball team, regardless if they lose or win or lose. Like, the Yankees have always had that, what's the word I'm looking for? They've always had the stature of being the cream of the crop. And I just hope that they will do right by him and get him the pieces that he needs for the Yankees to actually go <clears throat> make a deep playoff run. <clears throat> Excuse me. Because Aaron Judge is a talent that he's that when when D Day comes, he's gonna want to get paid. And with the with the um, MLB not having a salary cap to save their damn lives, they're gonna do what they have to do to pay him. Unless of course there's management issues and stuff like that. Like the Yankees, like I hope you know what you get to see every day. And you better do everything that you can do to pay him and make sure that he says a Yankee for life. Because he gives me Derek Jeter vibes. He does. Like, he's not as endeared as endeared as DJ is. Like, it's too early in his career to know if he's really going to be that centerpiece. But, hey, it could happen. I wouldn't doubt it to happen. But Yankees, management, do what y'all need to do to keep this man. Keep him happy. Keep him paid. Get him the pieces that he needs. And you will have Aaron Judge for life. That's my advice to you. And on that note, I'm going to get my ass out of here. I just got out of work and I was itching to get home and do a show. But you guys that have been listening to the shows and running up and running up the listens and stuff, I thank you guys so very much over and over again for your love and your support of Dangerous Sports Talk. And for me, be dangerous. Because some people that listen to this might know me. Some people may not know me. But hey, I thank you guys and I love you guys so much for your constant support of the show. And I am out of here. Peace.